Welcome to the Hoosier Report with Matt Dennison. It's Indiana. Watford for the win! Yes! Yes! Unbelievable! Your daily home for complete coverage of the Indiana Hoosiers and sports from a Southern Indiana perspective. Welcome to Indiana basketball. Smart takes the shot! And the Hoosiers with three seconds. Go ahead. Indiana wins the championship. Keith Smart is the hero. When my time on earth is gone and my activities here are past, I want they bury me upside down and my critics can kiss my Now here's your host, Matt Dennison. It's Indiana. What I feel is the pinnacle, the absolute pinnacle of all of college basketball. edition of the program we have almost made it to the weekend so very glad to have you with us today as we wrap up the week and send you into friday night football and of course iu football on saturday and next week is the official start of the college basketball season last night the hoosiers cruise to an easy easy win over st francis to round out their two-game exhibition schedule and it's Division One opponents, and it's meaningful games uh, coming up very soon, the rest of the way for this Indiana team. So a lot to take away from last night, a lot to, I think, recap from these last two exhibition games. The freshmen are really good. Jalen hood Shafino and Malik Renault, very, very talented players, and it's going to be interesting to see, I think, how long hood Shafino is actually in Bloomington because the NBA could be calling his name Malik, on the other hand, a talented player, multiple years in the Big Ten. Uh, I can see him really developing into something special. So that's exciting. Of course, Trace Jackson Davis was also back last night. So we got to see the debut of the season for him. He appeared to be in good shape and in good form. And as you would hope Indiana would do, they cruised to a win over the NAI-level school St. Francis, and even Brandon Northern got 15 or so minutes. We'll take a look at his uh, line score from the box score here in just a moment. But impressive to see the local Silver Creek High School alumni get some time in that game last night. A big opportunity at Assembly Hall, even with the blowout win for Indiana for these smaller schools. It's a big deal, and they get paid to go. The schools do. Uh, So neat stuff, and I'm glad that those exhibition games are in the books because it'll take a big step up. Moorhead State next week, they're not going to be great. There is difference, though, between uh, Division I and NAI-level program, even though St. Francis and Marion are great small college basketball programs. Definitely some bigger challenges ahead. And as I keep saying, we're really not that many days or weeks away from Indiana's first challenge game, which is a Xavier matchup which will be a lot of fun. And, of course, the end of this month, right after Thanksgiving, the Indiana-North Carolina game, part of the ACC Big Ten Challenge, which is going to be a lot of fun. So we're just headed into some really good times. And uh, this Indiana team so far has answered the bell in this exhibition uh, series of two games, and we'll see if they can keep it up as they move into the regular season as well. Glad to have you with us. Just a reminder, the Thornton's text line is always open. It's a great way for you to communicate with me during the show. If you got a question, a comment, a topic you'd like us to bring up, all you got to do is send a text message to 502-414-1450. Again, 502-414-1450. That is the Thornton's text line. And the best way for you to communicate with us, get your comments on the air, whatever you have, we'll take a look at them and uh, figure out how to work most of them on the program today. So again, 
502-414-1450. Again, 502-414-1450. Right now, you can get a free sausage, egg, and cheese biscuit or bacon, egg, and cheese croissant or steak and egg burrito and any fountain drink, tea, or fizz freeze 20-ounce bottle soda for when you become a new Refreshing Rewards member. All you got to do to become a new member, download the app, and register for the Refreshing Rewards program to earn your free breakfast on Thornton's. So make sure you check that out. Another good deal from our great friends at Thornton's, which bring you the text line for all of our great programming here on the Big X as well. Also, I promised the boss I'd work this in a few times today. I know it's a change from everything else we've done this season, but we've got Southern Indiana High School football tonight on the Big X. So St. X had a Thursday game, I'm told, because... There were problems lining up enough officials for Friday night games, which is a very concerning thing, something we've talked about on this very program before. But because of St. X now here on the Big X playing on Thursday, it opens up Southern Indiana High School football tonight on the Big X. 7.30 is the kickoff. Providence and undefeated Tecumseh in the sectional championship game, and it's at Providence. A big crowd expected. Should be great weather for the game tonight. Maybe a little chilly as the evening gets here, but still very comfortable for November football weather. And if you can't make it out, the good news is we've got the full call here on the Big X. 7.30 the pregame, or I should say 7.30 the kickoff. 7.20 is our pregame coverage from Providence. And we'll follow the Pioneers the rest of the way as far as they can go. Uh, we'll bring you the coverage of their season. They're the only remaining team from our Clark and Floyd County areas that's still playing high school football at this point of the season. So make sure you check us out tonight. Uh, Indiana Sports Talk, I believe, after the game tonight. So we've got you covered, as always, as your leader on local and high school things here in the area. So be sure and check that game out tonight. Let's get into the show lineup for today, a service of Honey Baked Ham in New Albany. Segment one, we've got some headlines. we got to go through things last night uh, from the IU went over St. Francis, and I've covered some of the key things. Trace Jackson Davis back, and the freshman, really, really exciting to watch, and we'll talk more about that here in a moment. Also, a couple local things. We can't forget Providence Volleyball is in a state championship game coming up on Saturday in Muncie, so we'll break that down for you as well. And later in the show, Dylan Wallace, he's the sports editor of the Seymour Tribune. He always joins on Friday. We'll recap that game last night. We'll take a look at what's ahead this weekend. And uh, Is anybody excited about IU Penn State football on Saturday? Does it have any chance to be a good game? Are the Hoosiers going to get blown out? Who's the starting quarterback? Uh, a lot of interest in IU football has waned here in the last few weeks with some of these recent losses and injuries and problems. And, of course, probably the biggest thing of all is basketball is here. There's so much excitement right now even around the women's program at Indiana, that I think it's taken a lot of interest away from football as they kind of fade out with their lack of success. So we'll talk all that with uh, with uh, coming up a little bit later uh, in the show with Dylan when he's with us. And then later today, Kyle Nedenrip of the Indianapolis Star, he's with us as well. So we'll talk recruiting and, and some high school stuff with him. That's the show lineup, a service of Honey Baked Ham in New Albany. Don't forget to check out their dinner package deals, which are being offered. You can dine in, take them to go, and curbside service is still available as well at Honey Baked Ham in New Albany. All right, headlines today. We've got to start with the IU game last night. Trace Jackson Davis, 
made his return to the lineup last night. Big stuff from him. Uh, 19 points for TJD in 21 minutes. So he played a very reasonable amount of minutes in his first game out this season. He was a very efficient 6 of 8 from the field, and he was 7 of 8 from the free throw line, which is really good for him. Jackson Davis, a career 67% free throw shooter, so getting into 70% uh, wise this season, that's that's good for him and will help the team, you would think, as things move forward. Also, I mentioned the freshman, but Jalen hood Chafino, he's a stud. He had 15 points, 5 rebounds, 5 assists, excuse me, 2 rebounds, and one steal and a block shot. But uh, that ahead, uh, that said, uh, Jalen hood Shafino is a real talent. And I know it's just St. Francis. I know it's lower-level teams, but you can tell all the good things we've heard about him in the preseason and all the good things we've seen in the exhibition season. I expect a lot of that to continue even as the competition uh, really steadies up, or I should say steps up for this Indiana team. And Malik Renew last night, Came off the bench. I thought he was really good uh, for Indiana. 6-9 lefty. Made seven of his eight field goal attempts. He had 15 points, eight rebounds. Even dished out four assists. Had two block shots. And he played 20 minutes. So good stuff from Malik last night. Tamar Bates was back. He was out for that Marion game. Uh, he made his return last night with 10 points on 5 of 10 shooting. Uh, and uh, interesting, Caleb Banks and Logan Duncombe. Uh, both out. Illness, we were told last night, uh, kept both of those guys sidelined. Uh, they came out for uh, warm-ups. They were wearing sweatsuits but did not play in the game last night. So was looking forward to, uh, to seeing possibly both of those guys in action. But uh, they were inactive for the game last night, we understand, because of illness. So, again, lots to take away. It's an exhibition game. You expect Indiana to win by... A big margin. They were able to do so. Trace Jackson Davis and Hood Shafino probably highlight the box score. Malik Renault also there. But double-digit scoring, Tamar Bates and Jordan Geronimo uh, with 10 points apiece. And C.J. Gunn again last night. Uh, he got some playing time, played about 15 minutes and had nine points in the game. So a very balanced effort by the Hoosiers last night as they cruised to a win. On the St. Francis side, I think everybody probably paying attention to Brayton Bailey, the son of Indiana legend Damon Bailey. He was good last night. He had uh, six points, played a lot of minutes, 24 minutes for St. Francis. But probably uh, most impressively was Brandon Northern of Silver Creek. He got 15 minutes, uh, struggled shooting the ball last night, had two points and four rebounds, one assist, did have three turnovers in the game last night. But for a freshman to come in, to get 15 minutes in an exhibition game against a high major Division I team, knowing how good that St. Francis program has been in small college basketball in our state, and getting a chance to play in a lot of NAIA national tournaments, really good stuff for him. And I think Brandon is on course to have a good career at St. Francis. Also this week, it's been an interesting week. Louisville avoids a lot of sanctions and penalties, as does former coach Rick Pitino, so he can coach on up at Iona. And Kansas, of course, Bill Self suspended for four games along with his lead assistant coach as it appears the Jayhawks are expecting some issues to be forthcoming with the NCAA. But one little note I saw, Kenny Johnson, who was a former IU assistant coach uh, under Tom Crean, recently was hired by Archie Miller, former Indiana coach as well, as one of his assistants at Rhode Island. And as part of the uh, whole deal that came up with that 2017 federal investigation into the corruption in college basketball under Patino. 
Johnson has been given a two-year show cause that includes language that prohibits him from a lot of recruiting activity. So he can stay on the staff at Rhode Island for Archie Miller, but he's going to be barred from certain in-person recruiting activities during live evaluation periods, and that's attached to him personally. So it has nothing to do with Rhode Island or former IU coach Archie Miller, who's now the boss there. But wherever Johnson goes, that two-year show cause stays with him. So it'll be interesting to see how Archie Miller and Rhode Island handle that. He can still coach. He can still be an active part of the staff, but he's going to face some real limitations when it comes to recruiting opportunities. So just something to watch. Former IU coach, of course, tied in with another former IU head coach, and we'll see how that plays out. High school football tonight. I mentioned Tecumseh and Providence. It should be a tremendous game. Tecumseh is undefeated, and the Pioneers have had a terrific season. Ran into a big group of Providence people last night, and uh, they were excited about the Pioneers' chances tonight. And they tell me they think the game should be very competitive from what they've been able to learn about this undefeated Tecumseh team. So again, we'll have that call tonight on the Big X. Kickoff in that contest is 7.30 uh, from Murphy Stadium at Providence. And uh, high school volleyball, it's a big weekend for the Pioneers. So what a great weekend. Friday night, sectional football, Saturday afternoon, state championship volleyball. The Pioneers, number one in 3A at 30 and 6, are going to take on number four, Belmont, at 30 and 6 on the season at 4.30 Tomorrow afternoon, that's the 3A state championship game at Worthen Arena on the campus of Ball State University. Uh, as we head to commercial break, just a shout out to my friend Terry Perica. She is an awesome person as a volleyball coach, and I've got to know her a lot as she runs the Union Volleyball Club here in southern Indiana. Just a great person, a great leader. If you spent any time around her, it's easy to know why year after year she has a first-class volleyball program. And the Pioneers, we wish them all the best as they try to bring a state championship back to Southern Indiana on Saturday afternoon. We'll head to a commercial break. When we come back, Dylan Wallace, the sports editor of the Seymour Tribune, is with us. We will talk IU basketball, IU football, and maybe squeeze in a little high school football as well. This is the Hoosier Report with Matt Dennison. We're back on the Hoosier Report with Matt Dennison. You know, a basketball hero around here is treated like a god. I mean, I Join Matt Daly at 11 a.m. for complete coverage of the Indiana Hoosiers and sports from a Southern Indiana perspective. You know, most people would kill to be treated like a god just for a few moments. Here's Matt Dennison. All right, we're back here, Friday program. Uh, we've been talking a lot about Providence football. They played Tecumseh tonight. Justin Kalen, producing the show today, told me over the commercial break that John Harrell, who keeps all the records and scores and does predictions on all the high school games, he's a real treasure for our state. He's actually got the Pioneers favored, I think, 31-30 to win the sectional championship game tonight. So there's a big vote of confidence for the Pioneers. Let's hope that his projection is true. Also, Thornton's text line is open, 502-414-1450. Again, 502-414-1450. Uh, Texter wrote in during the commercial break, do you think Hood Shafino is an upgrade over Parker Stewart? And my answer, and I think everybody's answer to that, 
would be what we know, what we've seen, what we've heard just in two exhibition games and really a closed preseason where you get little bits and pieces here and there from what's going on in Cook Hall and Assembly Hall would be absolutely yes. I mean, Hood Chafino as a freshman coming in with the opportunity ahead of him and what we've seen so far and what NBA people are saying after I use Pro Day, I don't think that at this point there's even a comparison between them. Now, we'll let things play out and see how the season goes. But yes, I think uh, Hood Shafino will be and already is in many ways uh, a big upgrade over Hood Shaf- uh, over Parker Stewart. And again, I think the concern if you're an Indiana fan, based on what we've seen uh, and what we've heard, is that uh, how long will he be in Bloomington? So thank you for the text. Someone else uh, writes in that they want Southern Indiana football on the air every Friday night instead of St. X. Uh, that's above my pay grade. I love John Spears, the voice of the Tigers. He's got a show after me every day, and uh, that that'll make those calls. That's a management thing, but we're glad to get all the local stuff on that we possibly can, and it worked out tonight where we could have Providence on the Big X instead of on one of our sister stations. So uh, definitely appreciate the input, though, and appreciate you listening to the program. You can send in your message as well, 502-414-1450. That is the Thornton's text line. All right, Dylan Wallace is with us. Dylan, I'll ask you that question. Is that an easy question to answer? Hood Shafino is greater than Parker Stewart? I think so, right? I think it's very easy to answer. Uh, I kind of chuckled when you read it <laughs> off. Cause, uh, and, and, you know, honestly, you know, P- Parker was a, was a solid player. I think he, he maybe was able to do a little bit more at his previous stops like UT Martin and Pitt than he was in Indiana. I think he, he, he showed a little bit more off the dribble skills when he was at those other places, at those other stops. And, you know, last year with Indiana, he was just kind of a catch-and-shoot three-point shooter. And, you know, he, he had a really nice shot. He was, he was a solid solid player. But um, Huchifino already, just the stuff he can do, um, is, is just I think it just brings a lot more to the table than what Parker did. And, you know, you kind of hinted at it. Uh, it seems like you know there were there were some off the court issues with Parker, and he was going through a lot. So I mean, I, I think I think by all accounts he was a pretty good kid. He was a quiet kid um, dealing through a tough time, and and he was a solid player, good shooter. But yeah, with Huchifino, um, you know, he he through those two exhibition games, uh, he's been as good as advertised so far, and I think a lot of fans are really excited about what he can bring to the table. And you know, when you look at the starting lineup, have it being the same as last year, except you just sub sub in Huchifino for Stewart. Um, it just adds so much more to the offense, and it's just because he's another guy that can, you know, create things off the dribble, just like Xavier Johnson. You know, the problem last year was, uh, you know, with Indiana, you know, with only X on the floor, and Parker and Miller were just kind of standstill guys. They couldn't really do things, create things for themselves. You know, it was tough. The offense got stagnant. You knew the only offense would come from Xavier Johnson penetrating into the paint, but now you got two guys on the floor together that can do a lot of things, and, and that's what can make their offense a lot more dynamic. Um, and yeah, Huchfino has been awesome. And you know, if he's stroking a three like he has been, um, you know, that's also that's also an upgrade. You know, I think people were a little um, skeptical on you know, is, does he have a shot yet? Um, his shot looks pretty good, and he just looks like a really good, complete player right now. And uh, you know, he, he he's he's young, so you know, only excited for him to kind of continue to grow here in Indiana. Um, and and you you also mentioned this, you know, if he keeps playing like this, how long will he be here? Who knows? It might just be this season, but. Uh, you know, with the talent they have this year, hopefully they can make the most of him on the roster. And he's been really fun to watch so far. One of the the really good, not even surprises. You know, he's been as good as, as, as advertised. So I'm excited for him. And I just think, you know, his addition to this team, along with a couple others, um, is is why you know a lot of people were were talking about Indiana. You know, questioning why they're the Big Ten favorite. You know, why 
why is a team that went you know below 500 in the conference barely made the tournament you know we're bottom you know bottom six in the conference you know why are they you know favored to win the big 10 they're just they're just a team that's bringing everybody back well no they actually added a lot of pieces and you know a lot of a lot of more important players who who can change kind of what the team is so Huchifino's one of those guys um he's been fun to watch the first two exhibitions and you know, I think I think it's kind of a breath of fresh air to have a guard that can do so many things and have a lot of things in his bag, a lot of skill sets. So uh, definitely an upgrade uh, as opposed to winning he had it last year. And, and this guy's a special talent. Excited to watch him this season. Absolutely, and I, I, no surprise on Hood Shafino and really yeah. the freshmen in general, Renault and and Hood Shafino is who I'm talking about. But I think the takeaway I've got after two exhibition games is. Those guys are really good, and Malik off the bench, whatever his role ends up being, if he's there multiple years, and I have, I definitely think that's going to be the case, uh, he could be really good. And so I think we know what we're getting with Trace Jackson Davis and so many of the other players. Those two freshmen, uh, pretty hopeful for those guys. I know IU fans are. And that's the best part about this year and this roster is we knew – okay, you know what you're getting with Trey Jackson Davis. You know what you're getting with Race Thompson. You know, those guys are so steady, so steady up front. You know to, to a certain extent what you're getting from Xavier Johnson. Uh, you know, I, I know you know he's been a little shaky in the first two games, but Woodson said in the presser last night, hey, you know, he doesn't have to do everything this year. As opposed to last year, he just got to be himself. He's got to be good for us. So I think, I think he'll be all right. But the, the, the freshmen, you know, they can really raise the ceiling of this team because this is, you know, these are two players they didn't have last year. These are two kind of players that, you know, just bring so much to the table. And, you know, everyone's been super, super impressed by Malik Renault, uh, Renew, sorry. And, and, you know, he's been, he's been a lot of fun to watch. And he, he got to start the first exhibition game when Trace was out. Um, and it, it just looked like he does a lot of stuff. Trace, you know, he, he's a lefty. You know, he's got the, a really good post game. He's really strong already. You know, these guys, you know, something we talked about when, they first committed was, you know, how ready their bodies could be to just come right in the Big Ten. They don't have to add a whole lot. You know, they, they look like they're ready to play physically. Um, and, and man, they, they just look they just look like really good players already. And yeah, if you know if you got you know Trace and Ray starting the front court, and you bring Renew off the bench in the Big Ten, um, you know that that's as good as a three kind of big lineup. You know, three bigs that you can go to in a game that you know might be better than anyone at least in the conference. So you know that that's going to be a really big advantage for Indiana because you know think about last year. You know, you'd bring in Michael Durr, and you would just hope you can get something from him. And, you know, he, he would contribute okay, but it'd be, you know, you didn't know every night if he would play. You didn't know what he would bring. And, you know, defensively, he'd be fine. Offensively, you never knew. But with, with Renew, I mean, already this guy just seems like he's going to play a lot, and he's going to play big minutes for this team, and he's going to be a great kind of buffer to have with, if Trace or Reese get into foul trouble um, to just bring off the bench in general. So, you know, I think he's been, I mean, I, he was obviously a big recruit as well. So, I mean, it's not like he's been super surprising. But I think people are more impressed by him because they maybe expect a little bit more out of Huchifino than Renew. And, and the stuff that he's been able to show so far uh, has been really promising. And, yeah, I mean, those two guys are, you know, that's one of the reasons why this team is, is, is getting kind of highly touted and why people are high on them is because the upside of these freshmen who are really talented – and even C.J. Gunn, you know, his ability to shoot the ball um, is something that's kind of a, another breath of fresh air for, for the fans to see. He's got a nice shot. If he can come in and consistently hit it, uh, he can get better on the defensive end. You know, he could be a really good player for this team as well. Uh, you know, Caleb Banks is, is a little bit more raw, but, but I think there's a, there's a lot of upside with him as well. So there's a really good uh, freshman class, and, you know, if three of four of these guys are, are here for a couple of years, you know, that, that's got to leave fans really, really excited, especially Renew. You know, after Trace leaves this season – 
you might not have to be as worried about the front court because if you got get that guy, you know he's he's really good already. So yeah, those two freshmen for sure, um, a big a big part of the team this season. And you like Woodson is you can tell Woodson likes him as well. He's playing him a lot. He's going to count on them a lot as well. So uh, re- really really excited for those two freshmen this season. And you know they're going to be a big reason if any is successful. It's going to be because of kind of the additions that those guys can bring to the team. Yeah, no question. Dylan Wallace is my guest. Dylan's the sports editor of the Seymour Tribune, Tribune, and he joins us on Friday. We're going to steal a a quick page out of Jeremy uh, Gray, the IUPA announcer's book. Uh, Alex Bozich and I talked about this yesterday. Renew, Renault, so many different ways to say it. Uh, Renew for two is kind of his little tagline he's got when Malik scores. So Malik Renew will try, Dylan. I'm I'm as guilty as you and Alex are. (laughs) mispronouncing that name, but uh, definitely impressive uh, Renew has been so far. Another question from the Thornton's text line. Dylan, who do you think gets more this season, Anthony Leal or C.J. Gunn? I think it's really hard to answer that right now, uh, just after seeing two exhibition games. But Gunn may play more than what I initially thought, but again, I'm not ready to make any comments or promises on that. We just simply don't know. Yeah, based off the exhibitions, I'm not going to say one way or the other, but I do think coming into the season, just things we heard about C.J. Gunn, I kind of expected, you know, I wouldn't be surprised if he jumps him and, and gets more minutes. Um, you know, another Indiana shooter from from the, from the state that comes in as, as a guy that can knock down shots from the outside. And, you know, I, I'm really curious to see how, how Leal's game could translate this. He's in his third year here already. Um, you know, he, he's one of the best teammates, you know, on the roster. You know, he's, he's really all in about his role. And, you know, I'm, I'm curious to see if he can get find his way into the rotation. But it does feel like, you know, there could be a little bit more upside with, with C.J. Gunn. Uh, he's, he's definitely a little bit more athletic. Um, he already seems like he's pretty confident in shooting the ball. And, and, and you know, Leo, Leo struggled a little bit when he's come in and gotten his moments in the past couple seasons, um, kind of being that knockdown shooter that, that he can be. And, you know, maybe, maybe he's got it going this year and he can find a role. But, it just seemed like CJ um, has a little bit more upside to him, but you know, I think I think both of them, if, if they can come in and provide that spark on the outside uh, to continue, you know, to, to let Indiana be a better three-point shooting team, uh, would be a welcome sight, no matter who which one it is. But um, I guess I would lead CJ, but I guess we'll just see. You know, I, I know Woodson made the comment uh, yesterday after the game. You know, I can't play everybody 30 minutes. I wish I could. Um, so so we'll see how the rotation uh, continues to crack its way out. I think CJ defensively is still a little bit of a concern. And, and I think Anthony, um, you know, he, he always works really hard on the defensive end. He's a good passer. So, you know, he's already got some, some things that, you know, he can bring to the table that are pretty nice that, that Woodson would probably like to have. But, you know, we'll see. This is a deep team. And, you know, it, it's, it's funny when we're, when we're talking about, you know, who could potentially get more minutes between the, the nine or the ten player on the roster. You know, that's, that's a good thing to have is that, you know, you have two guys further down on the, on the roster maybe that can come in and make a good impact. So, I think it's a good thing, um, but yeah, I'll probably lean CJ, but I guess we'll, we'll just see what happens here as Woodson gets more comfortable with the rotation and, and, and you know, depending on who's available and who's not, um, you know, who, who's he going to trot out there. But yeah, I think, you know, I think both of them could, could provide some good shooting and hopefully, hopefully they both see some time this year. 502-414-1450, that is the Thornton's text line. Dylan, you got all kind of questions coming in today. It must be basketball season here yeah. in Indiana. Do you think Renew could possibly be as good as the Illinois big man? Texter said he's drawn a blank on his name. Got to be Kofi Coburn, I think. Uh, in years down the line, two, three years in the Big Ten at Indiana, 
Uh, could Malik Renew be that level of player in this conference? I think he could be. I don't know if he's going to maybe look as big as, as Kofi Coburn did. Uh, I think Kofi just was kind of a, you know, once in a blue moon, just the way he looked, how strong he looked, how big his upper body was, how tall he was. Um, I think Renew has probably got a little bit more of a skill set, you know, in terms of what he can do, um, handling the basketball, in terms of some of his post moves. I mean, Kofi was just so strong and so big, he would just steal you off in the paint, get the ball, go up, and, and score, you know. And I think Renew's got a little bit more um, polish to his game, um, and I think that could help him in the long run. It's, so, it's sort of like Trace. You know, Trace even said in interviews, you know, Malik kind of reminds me a little bit of myself, the way that he's able to come in. So um, I, I don't know if it's necessarily comparable. I, w- I would compare him a little bit more to maybe to Trace and maybe have the impact that Trace has had this season and, you know, maybe even be a little bit better if his shot, you know, comes together a little bit earlier than Trace's did. Um, but, yeah, I think he could be, um, I guess in terms of just like being a force down in the paint, you know, I think definitely he could have that kind of upside as to what Kofi did uh, this past, the past couple of seasons. Kofi was obviously a, a handful to deal with. And, you know, it seems like Renew is, is trending that way. And, you know, the more he gets time on the court, the more he, he kind of grows his game. Uh, I think he could be a really dominant player in the Big Ten. And, and like I said, I think Renew's got a little bit more upside in terms of, um, in terms of just the way he can expand his game. You know, he's got a nice shot. He's got a nice-looking form. He's already got really good post moves. Um, so I'm excited for the development of, of Malik's game. And, you know, if he turns into anything like a force that Kofi was, uh, it's going to be a great great thing for Nina to have him for a couple of years after, after Trace and Race graduate this season, you know, to kind of have him still as your front-court guy. Uh, it's going to be a, it's going to be real positive. So um, I hope so. It'd be nice. But I, I'm excited for his upside. I think he's got a little bit more – like I said, polished, got a little bit more um, ability to be on the perimeter than, than maybe Kofi did. Dylan Wallace, sports editor of the Seymour Tribune. My guess, we're talking IU basketball. Uh, Dylan, uh, we got to look for something negative here. It's just what we do. Uh, maybe a slow start yesterday from Indiana, a little sluggish at the get-go. And then 11 of 18, looking at the box score here in front of me from the free throw line last night. We know how this team, this program, probably is the better way to say it has struggled from the charity stripe in recent years. Are those the two negatives you see, or do you agree with those as things to watch or concerning things for the future? I do, because it was a problem last year. Um, Both of those things, actually, slow starts were an issue. Indiana would always kind of be sluggish out of the gate. and You know, Woodson talked a lot about that um, in the middle of last season. And also free throw shooting has been something for, you know, at least five years in a row now that it's just been an issue um, for Indiana. And, you know, in, in games like last night, it doesn't matter. In games like the first couple of this season, it probably won't matter. But, you know, when you get a little bit in these bigger games, you know, and you're you're in the, the second half of the last ten minutes and, you know, you're missing free throws in a five-point game and a, in a close game within ten, um, that can really hurt you. And it's you know, when you're missing eight of them in, in key moments, you know, it's, it's going to be tough to, to combat that. You know, free throws are a big thing. And, you know, Woodson was asked about in the presser, and he kind of let out like a groan and was like, oh, my gosh, I know. And, he, you know, he knows it. And, you know, it's just one of those things where, you know, these guys, you know, they shoot probably a, a bunch of free throws every day in practice. I'm sure they make a good amount too. And, but there's just something different about when you get into a game and, you know, whether you're at home and the, the fans are completely silent holding out of their breath. You can feel that tension, or whether you're on the road and people are screaming at you to miss. You know, it's it's a, it's a tough thing mentally to kind of get yourself set and ready to go. So I'm sure it's a hard thing to replicate in practice. But yeah, it's been a bugaboo for this team 
for, for years and years. And, you know, hopefully they were able to kind of straighten it out uh, here and get more confident with it because you're going to need to be able to knock down free throws late in games. You know, when, when you're up two and teams are fouling you to, to send you to the line, you know, you got to be able to step up and knock these down and extend your lead out. So, um, you know, it, it, that's been the tough thing. And, yeah, I think the slow start for sure, um, you know, like I said, it was a problem last year for this team. And, you know, you don't want to dig yourself in, into holes early. And I think Indiana did come out and probably took, you know, they probably a little bit relaxed uh, coming into this game and probably didn't take the opponent of the series as, as Woodson probably wanted them to. Their defense was a little suspect early on as well. So, you know, I think these are all things you got to be concerned about. You want to clean up. Um, and, and, you know, I think the good thing about, you know, Woodson is kind of aware of all these things and he, he wants to make sure his team's ready to play. He wants to make sure his team, you know, realizes, hey, every opponent might not be in North Carolina, but you, know, you got to come ready to play and, and play your best and, and be able to defend at a high level early on. So, uh, yeah, those are definitely the areas that are probably concerning. You know, I think three-point shooting has been has been good so far for this team, um, but I do think, you know, just the volume of them uh, maybe isn't as high as, you know, what other teams are going to be doing across college basketball. You know, Indiana doesn't isn't taking a whole lot, and I think, you know, if, if they got a lot of – if they got better shooters this year – you know, to take more might be not might might not be a bad thing for this team. You know, to be able to create more opportunities from behind the arc because that's this is the way basketball is now. You know, you, a lot of volume, high volume three point shooters, and you know, if Indiana is, is is a better shooting team, like it looked like they could be, you know, you might want to take a little bit more as well. But yeah, I think you know those are definitely areas of concern so far for this team. And um, the good thing is it's early; it's only two exhibition games, so hopefully uh, they can get some things straightened out here as we get started. Uh, I can't believe it's already starting on Monday, but Really excited to, to see some real games now coming up. Yeah, no question. Dylan Wallace, sports editor of the Seymour Tribune. Uh, IU Penn State football on Saturday. Uh, your thoughts? How much attention are you paying at this point? Uh, not very many. Although I think it's it's been interesting this week. Um, we're back at the who's the quarterback going to be? We won't find out till game time on on Saturday. Saying, um, you know, I don't I don't know. If we're going to see Tuttle. I don't know if we're going to see. Dexter Williams, it might just be Basilac, and they're just trying to play a mind game again. I don't really know what what they're doing, but it's just it, it's been a it's been really concerning. And, and I tried to stay, you know, as positive as I could on the show, be like, hey, you know, there's six, there's five games left. You know, three of them are winnable. All you gotta do is win three. Uh, and they just they they couldn't beat Maryland. They couldn't beat Rutgers. Um, the offense issues have continued from last season. Um, you know, you, you you come out of the game and you do well. You know. You, because, you know, every, every team starts with scripted plays. You know what you're going to do. They work. And then all of a sudden the other team adjusts. And it seems like Indiana just doesn't have adjustments um, to make. And that's been concerning. You know, they lost Cam Camper, their best receiver by far this year, to a torn ACL. Uh, that, that's a tough blow. Um, it's, it's, just, it's just everything's going wrong again. And, and you know, you, I don't care that they've won one more game last year. It's not, it's not progress at all. If they lose out this season, it's another disaster. It's going to be another – Huge, huge, huge step back for this program. And then people are going to be, you know, a little suspect. They're going to be calling for Allen's job. I mean, they already kind of are. I mean, it's just it's just not a good vibe right now for Indiana. And, um, you know, if there's ever the time to turn around, it's at home to a, to a top 25 team in Penn State. Uh, you know, they had that magical moment against Penn State two years ago. Uh, probably won't be replicated, but you never know. Um, but, yeah, it's, it's, it's tough. And I think with, with how exciting the basketball games have been, how exciting the freshmen have looked with that starting on Monday. Uh, you know, I think the attention of Bloomington is, has fully shifted away from football, but you know, and the weather's getting a little colder and, 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 and worse outside too. So people won't want to show up as much. So yeah, 
not not a great sign for football, but uh, yeah, it's, it's it's been it's been kind of a mess. I think the program's a little bit in flux right now, and um, you know, hopefully they can turn around and, and show some fight tomorrow. But uh, yeah, it's just been it's been another really really bad season. Uh, I don't know they got to fix a lot of things, and um, it's it's not all going to happen in o- overnight. So yeah, it, it, it's been tough for them, and I think a lot of people are probably starting to tune out a bit. But uh, I think I think they've. It's kept it interesting with this whole QB thing and, and, and saying they need to make changes. It's just, it's just been, a, it's been, a, it's been a whirlwind so far this year. And, uh, yeah, they've lost five in a row. So, you know, got to find a way to get it back on track. I don't know if they will, though. Absolutely. Dylan Wallace, sports editor, Seymour Tribune. I guess high school football's done for you, right? Do you have anybody you're still covering? Nope, it's all over for me. Brownstown lost last week to Triton Central. Um, good game, though. And then Seymour lost to Bloomington North. So, yeah, it's all over for me. You know, the first I, I, first goal of basketball game for me was last night. So uh, already already back into basketball. Got some more games coming up on Saturday. You know, the boys start practice on Monday. So, yep, it's, so we're already we're already in full swing for basketball. So so it's uh, it's a lot of fun though. I'm I'm excited for it. Like I said, with college starting back up in high school, uh, it's a good time. Good time to be in Indiana for sure. Everybody everybody loves basketball. It's a lot of fun to to be a part of covering it and to be a part of just watching it in general. Uh, absolutely all right dylan wallace he's with us fridays dylan always enjoy our chat you bring good stuff to the show and it means we're we're friday we're almost to the weekend so thank you (laughs) absolutely (laughs) thank you guys all right we'll head to a commercial break we're back with a final segment of the show and of the week kyle neddenrip of the indianapolis star is with us i'm curious how he sees the providence to come to the game tonight is it one of the best games in the state sectional championships will be crowned all across the Hoosier State later this evening. We'll talk that and more coming up. This is the Hoosier Report with Matt Dennison. We're back on the Hoosier Report with Matt Dennison. Join Matt Daly at 11 a.m. for complete coverage of the Indiana Hoosiers and sports from a Southern Indiana perspective. I'll handle this the way I want to handle it now that I'm here. You it up to begin with. Now just sit there or leave. I don't give a what you do. Now, back to the game. Here's Matt Dennison. All right, we're back. Final segment. It's going to be a quick one with Kyle Nedenrip of the Indianapolis Star. Don't forget the Thornton's text line remains open, 502-414-1450. Again, 502-414-1450. Kyle, you know, watching Indiana and St. Francis last night and Indiana and Marion last weekend, it's great to see that basketball's here. I know there's a ton of excitement around the Hoosiers, but it's also really neat to see some of these former Indiana high school basketball standouts the guys like you and I know and are familiar with, uh, just both of those teams, Indiana's uh, scrimmaged, uh, loaded with uh, former great players at respective schools in our state. That's kind of a little bonus or sidebar to these exhibition games. Yeah, absolutely. I saw Maximus Gizzi's uh, mom out yeah, a couple of weeks ago, and they were excited about, you know, of course, he plays for Marion, played at uh, New Pal uh, for his high school career. Uh, so for the chance for them to you know, see him play at Assembly Hall and be part of that, experience is, is uh, kind of an example of what you're talking about. But, yeah, you know, not that they're playing basketball at a high level, but getting that opportunity is something not everybody gets to experience. So, but yeah, that's really great. Those kids get that stage to play on. And, you know, those teams like Marion and St. Francis really, you know, are, are uh, 
it's a high level basketball in that conference, and you know I think people maybe come to realize that when they get a chance to see those teams play. All right, Kyle Nedrip is our guest. Kyle, we're getting a little feedback from you. I don't know if you're on a Bluetooth or car or whatever, but a little hard to hear you. We'll try it again. Uh, Kyle Nedrip of the Indianapolis Star with us on Fridays. Moving along here, high school football tonight. It's a fun night across the state. Sectional champions will be crowned. How good of a game do you think this Providence-Tecumseh game down here will be? Tecumseh is undefeated. I know there's a lot of really good games tonight. Is this one of the better ones in the state, at least at the 1A level? Yeah, when I was doing my preview stuff, that was one that I really thought would be you know, one of the better games of, of the week, uh, potentially if those teams would match up with each other. So I think that's one of the few, you know, when you look around the state, what the, uh, you know, what the matchups look like, that's probably one of the few that you could really say is a, uh, you know, kind of a toss-up type of situation. So, uh, yeah, I think that, that's going to be a good one. There's, there's quite a few actually up in our area, too, that are, that are probably that way, and, and uh, that makes it fun when you get those best teams, those even matchups uh, playing in the, uh, in the championship matchup. I think that's what everybody kind of looks to, uh, you know, wants to experience once you get to that. Uh, tonight's round of the tournament, and we should have a great night uh, weather-wise, so looking forward to that as well. It's a beautiful November day today, so uh, looking forward to you know a lot of hearing what happens all around the state, including that game, but uh, you know, there's a lot of good ones. Yeah, for sure. Kyle, Indianapolis Star, with your help and others, compiled a database of former high school players playing Division One college basketball. This includes both men and women. I think it was right around 300 is the number, which I think is pretty impressive. Indiana's got to be up there as far as a state that produces per capita Division One basketball talent. But how does that number, men and women, combine this year in the college hoops game compare with other recent years? Is this a pretty good uh, class or, or multiple classes of people representing the state right now playing college basketball? Yeah, and it's a little hard to compare because you've got the uh, the COVID year still factored into that. So it'll be another probably two years of, of COVID uh, extra years for, for uh, uh, that college age to have. You know, so it'll it'll be you know until that cycles out and stuff to compare. But yeah, there's a lot. You know, you kind of going through that database, you forget like, oh yeah, he's playing here or she's playing there, and uh, kids that you covered that that maybe you kind of you remember their names, but you don't you kind of forgot. You know, covering high schools daily, you kind of forget uh, a little bit about the day-to-day of college. So that it's always a fun. Uh, Matt Glenesco always uh, puts that together for us, and it's always fun to go through that and see where kids are playing and and uh, what they're doing now. And, and a lot of times, you're surprised. Well, yeah, that, that person's uh, having a great career, or, or that person's there after they transferred, or you know, whatever the case may be. But it's always fun to sift through that every year. Absolutely. Talking with Kyle Nedrip of the Indianapolis Star. I know we're bouncing around a little bit from basketball to football and back to football. Give me a rundown. A couple other really good games tonight. You're looking forward to seeing the result from football sectional championships here in the Hoosier State. Yeah, there's a few. I would say the uh, I'm going to be at the Fishers uh, HSE game, and that's going to be a rematch of a game that went to overtime earlier this year. Of course, those schools are in the same district, and you know, basically right next to one another. So, you know, that's going to be a, a really good one. HSC's number one at the state right now. So, you know, that's uh, – and Fishers probably should have beat them last time they played. Actually probably outplayed them for the majority of that game. Uh, so that'll be probably the highlighted game. But then, you know, Cathedral plays Lauren Central in 6A. That's a – you know, uh, those two are neighbors along 56th Street there. So a lot of uh, – 
emotion uh, in that game for sure. Uh, you know, we've got Whiteland and Franklin and 5A, which should be a great game. Johnson County uh, rivalry. Um, you know, so a lot of those type of games that are, you know, matchups of teams who see each other during the season. Seen in Franklin Central is another one in 2A. Uh, that's uh it was an overtime game earlier this season uh so you know there's there's several and then you know i think in 6a we will have some dynamite matchups next week too uh you know if, if the games kind of go like we think they're going to all of those all four of those 6a games could be really really interesting next week so you know looking forward to that already but like i said there's a lot of uh, stuff to look forward to tonight as well all right kyle nedrip the indianapolis star with us Fridays. Kyle, thank you for the chat. We'll do this again next week. Okay, thanks a lot, Matt. All right, Kyle's with us on Fridays to help wrap up the week and send us into the weekend. Don't forget high school football tonight. 7.20 is pregame and 7.30 is kickoff. Providence hosting Tecumseh tonight. So if you're looking for some Friday night local sports, uh, head over to Providence High School. I think it should be a fantastic game tonight. Let's see if the Pioneers can get it done and be the lone team in a regional next Friday night. We'd love to have some representation there. Last year, New Albany shocked everybody and won a sectional, then won the regional, and had an opportunity to play in the Final Four of 5A football. We'll see if maybe the Pioneers could have that same type of jolt here over the next few weeks that would be great for our area and again good luck to coach Perica and providence volleyball 4 30 p.m up at ball state and muncie they have their 3a state championship game and we'll be back on monday we'll have to recap iu and penn state uh, although i think it could get ugly on saturday in bloomington but we'll tell you all about that on saturday and i invite you to be with us every day we're uh, live on, as, on the big x you can find us as a podcast if you missed the live show, all you got to do is search for the Hoosier Report with Matt Dennison. Wherever you listen to podcasts, you'll find us there. No matter how you're with us, live or on podcast, we're glad you're here. Hope you'll tell a friend because basketball season is here. And we'll cover everything you need to know about uh, the Hoosiers and local sports for the upcoming winter. And heck, high school basketball is here. Great girls games this weekend. And, of course, the boys' season will be here before you know it. Texter says, you do a great job, Matt. Thanks for everything. Well, thank you for listening to the program. We have a loyal listenership to this program. We really do. And I hope all of you have a great weekend. Back with you Monday. This is the Hoosier Report with Matt Dennison.